This pod is brought to you by Just Right Reader. Is your school looking for decodable text, a phonics continuum, and resources to support reading with families at home over breaks and in times that students are not at school? Then Just Right Reader is that one-stop shop. They offer so many different supports for schools, including decodable books, which we all know is the only way for students to apply their learning into text they can actually decode on their own. They also have family packs that get shipped out to families every two weeks while school is not in session or students are learning virtually. The amazing thing about Just Right Reader books is not only are they decodable, but they actually have a QR code on the back that helps parents understand the best way to support students in that particular book. Amazing. On the website, visit the Educators tab and ask for a quote. When you request that quote, be sure to tell them the Modern Principal sent you. And not only is it awesome for us and it keeps this pod going, <laughs> but it also gives you a free literacy party pack. We do believe in the philosophy behind Just Right Reader, and we want to get more books in the hands of our students everywhere. Visit Just Right Reader today! This is Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We're two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the next generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, like a bite-sized PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each day. Each week on the pod, we take a real-life scenario sent to us from listeners and address it through the three lenses of scholar, system, and soul. This week, we are talking about what to do when the building feels like it's on fire. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what is going on, Christy? Oh, just living the dream, you know. I, I My secretary hates that phrase. Whenever anyone says it, she like actively rolls her eyes. <laughs> it's really funny. I saw um, several people post memes this week, um, or like yesterday on Friday, about how hard this week was in education. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you did, but my, al- my algorithm sent them to me just about how hard the week was, and it made me feel a lot better. Was it like your internal, um, what is it, like your compass was like searching for validation that it was hard and all of a sudden yeah. TikTok felt it. Yeah, I, and, and Instagram you. even. And Ooh. so I think that I sometimes it feels good to, like you're not crazy. Yeah. Or that it's not just you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy right now, so I'm trying to wake myself up because we also have an interview um, and resume workshop right after this, boom, 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 boom. which is awesome. So if you guys have not been taking advantage of those, like we don't have any more scheduled, so too bad. <laughs> you lose. We can get some scheduled if people want them. Yes. Um... They've been really awesome. It's been really energizing and it's for both legitimately, of us, too. Um, it's actually energizing about the education profession because there's yes. a lot of rock star leaders yes. out there that are ready to enter the world and transform ed, which is exciting. It really is. You guys, um, I got a little bit mad at Karen. She always gets mad when last I... Last night, I was we like check in pretty much all whatever every day and... She told me she went Whatever, to happy NBD, hour. No big deal. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I just got back from happy hour. And I was like, who were you at happy hour with? <laughs> I know. If it's not my husband, then it should be Christy <laughs> is basically what that boils down to. I went to happy hour with a couple principals in my um, district, and it was really funny because when principals get together, sometimes we end up, like, telling stories of our job. That's pretty much all you do. And other this... <laughs> I like to call it the segment of what is our jobs exactly? Like, what are those yeah, moments that yeah. you look back and you're like, what is my actual job? Yep. Like, this week I had a student that was, um, as a reminder, I have the behavior skills program in for my district. And 
this student and another student in that class were going back and forth with inappropriate words to one another. Mm -hmm. So I just picked up like one of those proprioceptic brushes. Proprioceptic? Proprioceptic. We get it. Uh-huh. Just Google sensory appropriate. and it'll fill in the rest. <laughs> Anyways, so I just start, she's like yelling at this other girl, and I just start brushing her arm. She goes, oh, that feels nice. Can I go in the hall and do that? Like, <laughs> what is my job? I brushed a student's arm this week and helped her calm down. We, I had a kid that was sitting in the hallway, and somebody had called for support with him, and so I went, and I just kind of sat there, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? And he won't talk to me, won't talk to me, you know, and... He finally asked me for a piece of paper and a pencil, and of course I run and grab him that and won't tell me what he's writing. Right. He walks back to his classroom. He's stuck outside the class, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I want to give it to her, but I just, and I just don't want to, I just want to make sure she won't never talk to me again. And so there had been like some crush talk at recess and, people, oh, and kids got embarrassed and he didn't want this girl to be embarrassed oh, and he wanted to make sure he was actually going to smooth it over and not make it worse. Oh, that's sweet. And um, I was like, well, I am really good at love things. So if you could just let me as a woman help you, we can we can make sure this goes well. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> what is our job? What is our job? And so I don't condone crushes and boyfriend-girlfriend talk, but... No. Sometimes it happens outside of your control, and we definitely don't want kids to be embarrassed. So let's guide them. Let's <laughs> guide them. My friend that I was having happy hour with, she was telling me about there's a student that is relatively new to her building, and one of the when he gets overwhelmed, he gets to take breaks with her, which is awesome. I would want to take breaks with her too. She's a, a, like just like a chill soul. Anyways, she said that they've been playing a version of basically craps in the hallway where they just roll dice and he adds them together and they're trying to get 11 every time. And so literally she's sitting in the hallway with the kid like playing craps (laughs) (laughs) while he works on regulating himself. And it's just like, what is our job? What is our job? Maybe that should be a new segment. (laughs) (laughs) Little things that happen to you where you say, what is my job? We should have people start writing them in. Oh my God, that'd be so good. I bet we'd get a ton from kindergarten teachers. Yeah, we should, let's. We might add that segment. If you're for it, please send us a vote. (laughs) What is my job? Yes. All right. So this week we um, have a scenario from Merida from Michigan. Oh, Merida's a beautiful name that you invented, Christy. It's from a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, But she basically wrote, quick, give me all the survival tips and tricks you use to make it through the hard days and show up the next day. Ooh. And so we kind of took this from the uh, lens, obviously through Scholar System and Soul, but you kind of still have to have an avenue that you're going. And yep. so we thought about, okay, a lot of buildings are on fire right now. Yes. Um, give like according to TikTok and Instagram. Memes. Also, it's February, <laughs> in case anyone is wondering. Yeah, and so um, we kind of took it when when you feel like you're reacting all day long. Um, this is how we do it, and this is how we find the gumption to come back the next day with a positive attitude. Yep, and uh, also possibly prevent you having to put out fires all day every day. Yes. <laughs> the other part. Yes. Um, well, interestingly enough, we weren't finding a lot of scholar, and then I realized, oh, duh, that's literally what our dissertation is about. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Administrative research. <laughs> um, but I don't want to quote it for you, because that would take me going back through chapter three of our dissertation and reading 65 pages. So instead... Just read our dissertation when it's published to get the sources. (laughs) But basically, like, admin burnout is a real prevalent thing. Um, It's gotten even more, like, administrators are burning out at higher rates than ever. And it's just going to happen because the, the demands of the job are so big and so much 
breadth. That's yes. a word. Yeah. I always want to yeah. say it. Yeah. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I think is important to recognize is like the bigger, one of the bigger sources of burnout comes from conflict, whether it's conflict with parents, conflict with teachers, and it's even less with conflict with students. Typically your conflict with parents and teachers are your biggest sources of stressors. Yep. And one of the models that we found that we really liked is it's called the job demand resource model. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of you when we talk about what it is, but it's essentially the research that supports um, that the job demand is greater than the resources we have to combat and the when demands. That, and when that happens, burnout happens. Yes. When your job demands are bigger than the resources, burnout is going to happen. Yeah. I'm sure we've all thought like this job would just be so much easier if there were two people to do it. Right. Or, like, two people and six more. <laughs> yes. So thinking about that would really think about we're not going to get more resources in our building. It's public education. Yeah. Like. So, Karen, what are some systems that you have put in place to, to battle the job demand resources problems? <laughs> to the resources resources problem. Um, or just when you feel like you're having a really reactionary time. In yeah. your building, what do you do? One of the things that, like, thinking about just me, we can talk about the people that respond in a moment, but, like, just me alone, I do try to be realistic about what I, if I've had a day where I literally got nothing done, I do take a look at my to-do list. That's the only thing I do before I go home. I don't do the paperwork I might need to for the day. Like, I literally, on those hard days, I leave when kids, like, after yep. contract time because it's just going to make your day worse if you stay in the stress. But one thing I do is I look at my week to-do list and then I actively remove things and put them on the next week to like oh, that's a good idea. give myself the grace of like, okay, yes, these things aren't really going to be due for three weeks. So let me not stress about it being on my to-do list this week. So that's been one thing that's helped me knowing I just lost a full day of <laughs> what can I move to next week that won't get me behind or, or ruin the flow. What about you? Um, one thing that I have done is to try to schedule long-term planning during uninterrupted time. So some people think that the budget is kind of just like a, a little task that has to be oh, done. God. But I think about, like, the budget does take a really long time. And um, I also really like to make sure that my budget aligns with my priorities. And I think it's a piece of your long-range planning because you can't plan your PD budget until you've planned your PD, for example. You right. know what I mean? It's also a breathing document. Like, yeah. halfway through the year, your yeah. team might have adjusted. Yeah. And so... Um, I scheduled, like, my secretary and I to really do some deep budget work. Um, it was at 6.30 in the morning. And while that might sound counterintuitive to stressful because now, you know, you're getting to work at 6.30 in the morning to work on the budget, um, it actually energized me because it was like that long-term planning because mm -hmm. we got to think about, okay, we do have PD coming up and what does that look like and where do we want to spend our money on student supplies? What do we need? Why do we need it? What are we going to do to support teachers with that? Um, and I put a note on my door that said, we are not here, smiley face. Nice. And nobody not. bothered you. <laughs> I would like you to survey your secretary to see if that excited her being there at 630. I like, think it did. Okay, I'd like some hard data. <laughs> um, the other thing to think about when you're in this predicament is think about who's doing the rescuing every time. One, mm -hmm. of, the, one of the hardest things when you've made relationships with staff is to not let their emergency become your emergency because you don't want them to feel overwhelmed. You want to be supportive. Absolutely. That's and probably what I struggle with the most. Yep. 
And it's one way to build relationships is supporting teachers when they need that help in the moment. But it also, like, there are times that your expertise is needed in a PLC and you yeah. need to stay in there uninterrupted or you're, you, you are needed in that IEP meeting and you can't yeah. pop out to sign this thing or to have a conversation with the student right in that moment. So you do need to recognize that everyone's emergency isn't always yours. And just because they are asking for you, like it's your job to decide, can I respectfully right. ask you to wait or not? Because you, they don't know what you're doing. Right. It's no fault of theirs. Right. But you need to decide, can what I'm doing wait or do I need to be where I'm at? Right. A great example is when they always ask for an administrator to be on the bus. And it's like, you don't really need an administrator. No. <laughs> I have done I have done that with, um, I have a staff member that is great at bus duty. I've never moved her off there in the last four years. She just like took it on. And like every time they call for someone on the bus, she is there. She will always tell me what it was, but yep. she will handle business. And I love, love it. that. Yeah. If you want to be a teacher leader, the best thing you can do is just like, own your duties. Yes. Principals really appreciate Oh, yes. Yeah, she problem solves. It's wonderful. <laughs> the other thing that we've, we're going to start actually next week is a first responder system. Um, and so we have basically chunked the week into AM and PM every day. So there's like 10 slots. And then me, counselor, coach, all of us who are sometimes called for those emergencies, we've each taken a chunk. And so I'm taking like six sessions, right? So, and then everyone else is taking two. And so we just have these half days and we are the first responders. So if there's student emergencies, staff emergencies, we've blocked off our calendars to be the first responder for that. And we're hoping that it allows on our non-days, <laughs> on our non-time. To be more productive. Yeah. To be a little bit more uninterrupted. And I've I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I don't have a system quite like that, but we do have a system in my building, and, and I think we're getting ready to share some of this on our Mastermind subscription, but um, we have leveled systems mm -hmm. in our buildings, and we have meetings where we talk about who responds, and I don't typically respond unless it's a level three. And so the only time I'll respond to level twos, and level threes are my highest, the only time I'll respond to level twos is like literally... We have people that say, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so once the I can'ts have gone through the cycle of people who should be responding, then I go. And so that's been a great system we put up of just like we identified who goes first, second, third. And if you can't go at that time, that's fine. Just say you can't. Yeah. And so that's been helpful too. So that way I know not everyone's just staring at each other like who's going to go first. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really important on the walkies for sure. Um, let's move right into soul. These are just the things that fill our buckets, essentially, because sometimes you do feel a little defeated. Uh -huh. You notice you're sighing a little yep. bit more. Uh -huh. Literally, sometimes you feel like you're trying everything in your toolbox and nothing's working. Right. I do think, you know, we talk about this a lot in the pod, but you do need to find a way to break, break your stress cycle every day. Yep. So think about what that is, like. Go outside. Take a walk outside. Get yep. some fresh air. Go sit. In, we both love to sit in, like, some of our calm classrooms and uh -huh. just chill and observe. One of my uh, friends, friends of our friends, actually texted me yesterday, and she goes, if you, you know what, if you want to improve your mood, please go down to a pre-K room and eat some fake plastic food yes. while you play house for a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's okay. Like, I... 
it's okay to have, you need a person in there that you can go kind of release some emotional baggage because sometimes those fiery days are just because like kids are in crisis or families are in crisis and it's emotionally yeah. heavy. Yeah. So like mine is my counselor. There's sometimes I don't even talk. I just go sit in her room and I'm like, I just need to be near someone and I'm just going to cry and I don't want you to ask about it. <laughs> and so she's like, well, that's really weird. I'm a counselor and you need to have your emotions a little more understood. And I said, I'm not paying you to be my therapist. Just sit there, please. <laughs> Anyways, no, you need to have a space where you can have a laugh, have a cry, have whatever you need to get through your day. Um, the one thing, too, that I really like to do is to write a kind note or an email, um, usually to a staff member um, or even a parent about, you know, a great thing that their kid has done. And that little thing, it takes two minutes and it can brighten your day. That was actually in some of the research um, when I just quickly Googled was um, setting up purposeful celebrations. Ooh, that's a good one. That's almost a system. Yes. To like when you're having one of those days, you bring donuts to your staff the next morning or you start a shout out email chain. That's awesome. Something that like, Ooh, I like that. changes the positive vibe or like gets everyone involved. And I like, like the focus. shout out email chain. That's really good. I just thought of it right now. I've actually never done it. I never have either. either. That's genius. Mm-hmm. Somebody too on our Instagram commented on our post recently about having a her team actually decided let's have a dip party because we're kind of dipping in our goals oh, yes. and so we're all going to bring dips and we're going to talk about how we can refocus on our mission. I thought that was wonderful. Yep. So and anything then, like that is really great. When all else fails, what I like to do is I just clean my office. When I feel too overwhelmed do to do, do to do deep work or I feel too overwhelmed to like do anything, I usually just once I clean my office, get a few things organized, and I feel better when my environment is calm and serene. That is true. I do appreciate that too. Okay, we have to be ending for today from the desk of us. We didn't have a quote or anything special, but literally we've given 97 million ideas. So you just need to write down one. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principle and you can find more at themodernprinciple.com.